and welcome back to the, I think we're calling it the Kenobi Report. I don't really know, but it's a long-awaited for Imperialized review. Kenobi chat? Is that the joke Kenobi we chat? made last week? Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here to talk about Kenobi episodes five and six, uh, the series finale, all the good stuff. We're going to give our thoughts on the whole series at the end here. But um, I'm your host, Brayden Ledbetter. I'm your co-host, Jackson Deleen. And here we are, finally, the day has come, Kenobi is over, essentially. Um, I don't think there will be another season, but um, man, what a ride for this entire show. Well, you know what, let's talk that real quick before we kind of get into this. Do you think yeah. there will be another season? I don't think so. I, I, I keep- don't... I don't need there to be. I I know, I'm not going to be like, oh, second season, no. I'm not going to be that kind of person. But like, I have I don't think it's needed feelings about it because I've heard them like that. Like Deborah Chow and you and have have got made some comments about continuing and doing another season and yeah. kind of it being its own story if they did. But I've also heard some people talk about if they wanted to build more with this kind of oh, hit my mic this realm and characters to do it through a vader show and and i'm a mixed bag on that because part of me is like a vader show would be really cool but then i'm like we have we have six movies a lot a couple six line vader of, movies. a couple yeah. line of comics and a lot of different vader content we don't need a whole show but i don't I'm also think like, i think that'd be really cool you know <laughs> yeah if they do another season i don't think it needs to be the conflict between Kenobi and Vader. It could be its own completely own thing. I think that would be like, they left this off um, on like this show on such a perfect note. I think Yeah. that like they don't need to meet until new hope. Again. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, absolutely. I think if they expanded this, they do with the inquisitors. They, they build some stuff with Riva and yeah, you know, b- build more, uh, with like Roken and those characters and like the rebellion, but it kind of then plays with canon. And I think that's not, you know, right. not needed. Right. Um, well, cool. I think we should just get into these I, two I episodes, um, two super, like two, two of my favorite episodes of the entire series. I want to give a hot take before we kind of deep dive into the first okay, one. Let's, let's get it. I prefer episode five to episode wow. six. Okay. But, but I have thought about episode six much more than I have five since seeing it. Just when I watched it, five was the one that I was like glued to the screen and six. Yeah. I was, I was, I was paying attention to watching it, but it wasn't until like the key moments that I was really like right. watching it. You know, episode five had me glued to my seat the whole time. Did I? I have not stopped thinking about episode six since it came out. So I think I definitely that's, prefer episode six. That's kind six. of what I'm saying too. Is that like I have thought a lot about episode yeah. six, like in in many different ways that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I very much agree with that. So yeah, I just wanted to say that before we started talking about sure. five. Well, that's that is quite a hot take, but I'm not, I don't know because there were, there were, there were a lot of people who weren't a huge fan of like the ending and stuff. And we'll get to all that once we talk about episode six, but all right, episode five, part five, if you will. Um, we open on this awesome flashback on Coruscant with Kenobi training 
Anakin, how cool, what was your reaction whenever you saw that? I went, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was um, like, wait, we're not on Coruscant, I, are we? I think it's really cool that the like full on flashback we get of Hayden is not at all of Clone Wars. Right. I, yeah. I like that. I was kind of expecting it to be. I, I'm kind I, of glad it wasn't. I think everybody was. And I think that that's why they did it was that there's none of that in this. And right. uh, I really enjoy that. I think honestly, the, the, only like clone wars he does the pose but like the only clone wars is seeing tem as the Mm -hmm. the homeless trooper yeah um but yeah so cool so cool to see it and like um i i thought he looked good in himself but you could kind of tell that it was like a a (laughs) de-aged old hayden you know yeah, they didn't quite hit the mark. It doesn't. On that, it doesn't look bad. Fine. I, I think it's because Hayden like looks kind of different than what he did back he then. He has like I think his face structure his has definitely eyes are changed a little more since like, then. Like shallow yeah. in now, and they were not back then. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I I definitely agree, but. Um, it was really cool seeing it. It was really cool seeing it at a, um, I actually thought it was really interesting that they chose a Padawan Anakin is that I would, I know I was I, expecting Revenge of the Sith well, Anakin. I, and that's why I think people expected Clone Wars was that we could see new content with it being at a decent point in right. Anakin's life. You know, this is still beginning. This is still, you know, um, while he's in depth of training, but it's also near the end of his training. It's probably, you know, when do you think this took place in concurrent with Ca- Attack of the Clones? Seem, it seems like it's post Attack of the Clones, but oh, I'm you, not sure. You think so? I don't remember if his arm is gone or not. Oh, that's a good question. You know what? I have it up right now. I, I go ahead and check that. But it seemed like it was post Attack of the Clones, but I didn't oh, pay attention. He, d- close he does. Enough. He does have his arm. He does okay, have so, this, so it's, this it's is pre Attack of the Clones. So he he looks twenty years older pre Attack of the Clones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's okay. That's I don't really care. But you know what? I, I'm looking at it now, and though the eyes are one of the things that you can tell they uh, they really focused on. Yeah, it's like his, his he's eyebrows a, to make it look like Attack of the Clones. Yeah, eyebrows. he's got like these wrinkles on the outside uh-huh. of his eyes now. Uh huh. Um, which the, is you know happens with age. Whatever. Like that. Yeah, the man's what like forty. He's in his early 40s, I think. Four. I think he turned 40 like two years ago. Tiny he's maybe 42, 40. In there. Um, 80, yeah, I, 81. Yeah, he's 40. He's 41. Yeah. Um, uh, I really love this flashback and the fact that it keeps coming back with parallels with yes, what's happening uh, in this in the episode is so and, genius. And th- I was going to say that too is I like that it is just this one flashback. It's not yeah. it's not multiple throughout the life. It's that it's this specific moment because the lesson that Hayden learns is obviously shown, you know, he still falters that as Vader in this. Um Yeah, and that's kind of it all circles back around to the whole, whatever I left you, I was but the learner, but exactly. now I'm the master. Exactly. It, this is that moment. Yeah. Vader is still struggling with the issues he had when he was Anakin. And, and I'm glad that they, they do highlight it. I, I, this was kind of what I have been saying the whole time is that Vader needed to faulty Nate, Vader right. needed something. And, and while I think that if you nitpick it, you can see it throughout the show. I wish that it was just as prominent as it was in this episode is that 
the show kind of poses Vader being this ultimate badass, but this is the first episode he's really struggling. I kind of wish that we saw that growing. Um, yeah. But I also think we do. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, I wanted more of, I wanted to see more of that because I knew that it was just as important and prevalent, especially with Hayden physically acting this, you know? Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice in this in these two episodes was I'm wondering if this is the first time that Vader has been for lack of a better term outsmarted or kind of bested in like since he's been Vader and Kenobi was the only one who was able to do that. I wouldn't say bested, but failed under the ability of like the, like a proper test, you know, yeah. it's like this. Well, I'm mostly referring to the whole, you know, the, the transports leaving the bay, he takes it out with the force spoilers yeah, for later. Yeah, yeah. 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 And that's not the right transport in that kind of thing. He let, lets his emotions cloud his, his exactly. logic. And yeah. yeah, which is a really big theme within this. Yes. These last two episodes as well. Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you on it. I think, I think that the, the, I, I just, I think Vader is a much more, I know Vader is a much more, um, sloppy at this point that 10 years in, he's really starting to kind of understand his empire strikes back realm, you know, Mm -hmm. and this is the first kind of I would say this is the first like ability he's able to fully test that. And he doesn't, he doesn't follow through. He slips up, you know? So it's like, you know, I say all that, but now I'm thinking about the, the, the phone call in the next episode. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I'm going to have to think more on that one. (laughs) You offer, you offered a new hindsight for me that I have to consider. Um, well kind of, Moving on in this episode, uh, first time we see Reva, she has this conversation with Vader and he essentially knights her as the Grand Inquisitor and gives her that funny little pin. It's a cool I pin. I kind of want, yeah. say, I want one of those. <laughs> um, I'm working that up. <laughs> the second that happened, I was like, oh, okay, so the Grand Inquisitor is coming back at this episode. I immediately knew. Um, and I thought... It was very like you could tell that it was very calculated on Vader's end of it's kind of a show for him in in the sense of like making her Grand Inquisitor is just like, let's let's just see how this plays out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he knows that she's going to fail and she ends up again letting the emotions get the best of her just like Vader did. And um, Kenobi is able to able to connect with her in a way that it seems like she hasn't she hasn't been in tune with that side of herself since she was a Padawan, which we saw at the end of this episode. But what what was kind of your thoughts on the whole Reva situation in this episode? On just this Grand Inquisitor scene or like the whole thing? Just you can start with the Grand Inquisitor scene, but I'm mostly asking about like what we learn about Reva okay, in this episode. That, that, I just didn't want to jump ahead too far, but sure, I understand yeah. what you're asking. Um, and I'll answer that because I 
while I understood that they were going to do something like this, because I, I was expecting Reva to turn, it's not how I expected. I think that's what this show does really well, is it kind of knows that you know what you're expecting, but it still was able to throw in surprises without it being like... Yeah, it finds a way to keep it fresh. Still. Storytelling is fresh. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And 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 with Reva, this shows is that her her turn quote unquote I wouldn't even say she does turn um no I wouldn't say she does either even in the last episode I wouldn't say yeah. it's 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 a very different thing but she she's coming from a very bitter place yes she just kind of understands her place in it and how yeah. how vader bests her but we can talk about that you know yeah and we're kind of jumping ahead but that's anyway, okay we don't have to go uh, exactly uh, what, beat for what beat i wanted for all this. yeah what i wanted to say is that i appreciated that it is more of a revenge plot it's it felt like kill yeah. bill you know rather yeah. than it being uh you know oh like she just changed her mind and i'm glad it wasn't another um who's the girl uh trilla from For fallen order i'm right yeah. i was really worried that's what they were gonna do was that it was just gonna be a copy and paste of that and it was just like oh i changed my wait wait <laughs> i don't want to mm-hmm. be evil anymore yeah um so I, I i appreciate that it was it was creative yeah i i really enjoyed that oyon was able to get through to her and kind of not it's essentially inspire her to to it's, attack it's Vader. Like he doesn't he doesn't get to he doesn't have her understand or get to a level. He just kind of acknowledges it. I think he it triggers something within he, her. He, yeah, and it's like I think it's that it's the acknowledgement of like you know she's like where were you and he was quiet about it you know it's like yeah he still <laughs> I was has on that a giant guilt. lizard getting shot down by my own boys right. so like in the same boat <laughs> because she makes a point of like he was your Padawan and mm-hmm. you let this happen. And that's why she's so bitter towards Kenobi. Eh. That's why she's so bitter of just like the Jedi in general, because she blames the Jedi for letting all this Vader stuff happen. And too. I think in like later moments, she realizes it, the, the moment Kenobi and her have with the door in the way, he kind of breaks it to her that like, it wasn't what, you know, it wasn't just the Jedi is that like, there is only a couple people at fault of this and it's the people you're already trying to get. So stop blaming everybody else. Right. Yeah. Um, and she, she fully succumbs to that in the next episode with, you know, that moment. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that anyway. Um, yeah. That's what I have about that. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, you're good. Uh, so we also see a really a side of Kenobi that I love to see. It's very Clone Wars of him of always doing whatever he can to help others. Um, because like we start out and he's like, yo dog, we, we got to get you guys out of here. And he, essentially he is the only one there who has the well is the reason why they're being attacked in the first place um but also like is the only one who has the means of saving them yeah if that makes sense well he gets very um he gets right back into his jedi roots i think right and, he goes, and this he turns general kenobi immediately yeah, absolutely and 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 he holds that until the mission is done which I, i'm i think that that's something he realizes later but uh i'm proud of him for you know, doing well in the sense of like he doesn't realize that he he's he's accepted 
fully step, you know, going back to Jedi ways. Yeah. And that's, you know, he learns that again and that when he goes back to Tatooine, he has this newfound knowledge of how he can, how he can still do good while isolating himself and watching over Luke. Yeah. Um, did you notice a lot of the parallels with the last Jedi in this episode? In this episode? Uh, yeah. Like they know, like they're, they're trapped in this, you know, bunker essentially. They have to escape somehow, but they're closed in. They're about to be under attack, so they have to find an escape route. Yeah, yeah. And all that I, kind I of thing. That. And Vader storms in like Kylo Ren does. Yeah, yeah, end. yeah. To ultimately be tricked. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, but I thought that was cool. Um, we. No, go ahead. Uh, so I, I have this playing on in the background, and it's the the bail hologram. Let's yeah, talk. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's talk yeah. about like backup plan. Like, what do you think Bail and Brea were gonna do? I don't know, but they were heading to Tatooine. Just pull up, yeah. Like, I think they were just gonna be like, "Hey, hey, Luke, I'm Bail Organa. Come with me." Yeah, be you like, know? "You, you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you. We have to go now." Yeah, like I, I essentially like that's what I picked up from that is like we're going to go protect Luke. Yeah. And we're gonna go get him and bring him to Alderaan so he's safe, you know? Yeah. Well, and I wonder if um if they if something like that would have happened, would they just have brought Luke to Yoda right away? I don't know. That's a good question. Just kind of I wonder, <laughs> do we know in canon how much contact Yo- Bale has with Yoda well, at this point? I'm pretty sure it's in a, one of the certain points of views. Okay. It might be in the Empire one. There's a conversation between Obi-Wan and Yoda, but it's, I think Obi-Wan's a ghost. That's like, so it's, it's, it's during this moment. I think it's right after Luke leaves for Bespin, they have a talk and Yoda admits that he and Bale had plans to originally train Leia was that mm. Luke was the backup plan and that, and that Obi-Wan the whole time kind of thought that it was going to be Luke who was trained, protect both of them but it was luke who was going to be and you see that in this show he talks to owen about when the time comes but it it wasn't like he wasn't aware that it like yoda had intentions to train leia and like yeah i do wonder if he just would have brought just been straight to yoda hey little green weirdo i brought the kid we're a little early hey little freak get over here i got a freak for you i got a freak for you he can bend rocks (laughs) he can bend rocks um yeah that it's that's interesting. I haven't thought about that. I know. I think what, I, like, what the actual like mm-hmm. backup plan would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if, if Vader, if Vader knew he would never stop. Yeah. He would, he would go as far to overthrow the empire to get the children. He, I kind of assume he would follow what his plan is in empire, but it's essentially, he would just like, take the children and just kind of like raise them into the empire and just be like, raise like, them as, well, as evil Lords. Think, yeah. Think about his plan in empires. He tells Luke, join me. We'll just pull up to the front doors of the emperor's place and, and just, just take him down. Yeah. Just take him down. And then it's all ours. Like that's easy. I think he would have done the same thing, but he would have just had the kids and he would have done it himself. Now, whether yeah. or not that would have worked or not, he would have, he would have done it all for them. Um, but at this point, they're pretty young to understand, or they're they're old enough to understand that that's not, you know, right? Not groovy, Dad. 
Not groovy at all, man. <laughs> Dad, you're kind of you kind of snapped a boy's neck in the middle of a village going after your old mentor. So like, not cool. Dad, that was like totally not groovy. This is not um, very poggers, Dad. <laughs> you, that was kind of cringe, Dad. <laughs> How come no one says wizard anymore? <laughs> um. Well, what do you what did you think about evil Lola? For a little bit with the restraining bolt on <laughs> I have to admit, it took a long ass time for them to realize, find out. Like, I felt like when they send Leia up to like figure out the wires, like she's up there a while. Yeah. Like she she struggled up there. And then and then when Evil Lola like presents herself, it just is kind of over with. Like they just <laughs> she like they struggles really do much struggles with, with it. it, and then she's like. Works. It just essentially is something to cause a conflict in this episode and is quickly resolved. Just to stall it, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. I mean, that's not something I'm like, man, that made this episode suck because there was yeah. no complexity to Lola the droid. Like, shut up. Go lay down and shave your head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love that Obi-Wan immediately acknowledges the leadership qualities and kind of strength in Leia so young because he's talking to, um, man, what is O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s character's name? Roken. Roken. Roken's like, yes, the, the, the issue's happening up in here, but I can't mm-hmm. get in this vent. And mm-hmm. then Leia's trying to be like, I can do it. And you know, Roken's like, no, uh, that's too dangerous or whatever. And Kobe's like, you know what? No, she can do it. Let her do it. I I think that's part of what we were talking about of like Obi-Wan kind of understanding, like going back to his Jedi ways is he's adapted since all of this is that he's more trustworthy and willing to because because think about like even episode three attacking Grievous's ship. He's so like paranoid and worried and it's all tactical and that's the whole thing of clone wars is he's like that of you know anakin don't run in anakin stop and it's just like he's gone through enough trauma and heartbreak now that it's ironic too that it's anakin's daughter that he's just like no like actually go right ahead like do do your thing like i trust you for it and that's how i think he bests vader is that vader expects him to be exactly how he was Right before, yeah. um, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. And you know what? He kind of does that with everybody. He tells everyone the the strengths that they that they don't believe in, um, mm-hmm. and pushes them to do it. And and Tala is someone who sees that and kind of builds off with it. Um, the whole laser fight, this gunfight slaps. Oh, I know. How it's but, just constant, but also. R.I.P. Tala. R.I.P. Tala and Ned Eight. That those oh were my God. those were sad deaths. Like those were. And it's crazy because we had just met them like uh-huh. the episode before. And, and I, I props to this show for actually like making it feel impactful. Because I even thought yeah. that with Wade, it was like I like we learned Wade's name as he was dying. You know. Right. Yeah. Well, we we did meet him at the beginning of the, ep- the episode. But like, still, you know, it's like. It Tala, Tala is, you know, the much bigger yeah. character with it that even the smaller stuff they are able to make hit. Right. Um, what did you think about seeing the, uh, this is kind of unrelated, but this kind of just happens next in the, the order of things. But what did you think about the Reva flashback from the temple and like seeing 
seeing Anakin and the clone troopers kind of storming it was in. Cool. It was a cool little cool little scene that they had. And I like the nice close up of Anakin with the hood and the, yeah. the blue on his light, but it's like the yellow in his eyes. Well, and just the way that they pull a parallel from that too. Mm-hmm. whenever Vader at the end yeah. when Vader is and her are facing off. I keep seeing that. Um, like shared a lot on like yeah. Twitter is like that scene of like Vader stabbing him, but it's Anakin looking at her. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, Kenobi surrenders to draw Vader out. Yeah. And um, all that which, kind of stuff. Which I Vader think is a really I, cool thing. I think it's funny that he ultimately runs back to them too, to then, yeah. to then in the next episode, try to leave again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple wise words from Kenobi that I picked up from, uh, a lot of the flashback sequences from the training thing. Um, one, this is very prevalent. Your need for victory blinds you. He says that. And I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, it does. And yeah. it's, you can see that invader all the time. Absolutely. Um, and also your need for your need to prove yourself is your undoing until you overcome it. in A Padawan, you will still be again talking about Vader's line in a new hope. Um, when I last saw you, I was the learner. Now I'm the master. Yeah. Until, again, his need to prove himself is such a big thing for not even just Vader, but for Anakin as well. Like, especially, you know, needing to get on the Jedi Council, you know, having Ahsoka as a youngling Mm -hmm. or, you know, as a Padawan trying to prove that he's able to take on a, a learner and that kind of thing. And then later when he's Vader, he's trying to prove himself to Vader that he is capable or not Vader, sorry, the Emperor. He's trying to prove himself to the Emperor that he's capable of, you know, being this powerful Sith Lord and leader of the Empire, yeah. and that kind of thing. So I thought those were some really good quotes um, and really great writing on the writer's part for uh, for that training sequence. Um, what did you think about, how did you react whenever Vader did the Starkiller thing and pulled the transport ship out of the freaking sky? I like how subtle it was. Yeah. Um, I, I also, but I like how they, they highlight on like it strained Vader too. Like his, yeah. his breathing is a little harsher when he does it, but he just does it too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, that's what I thought. And he just rips it open. So cool. When he just like tears it right open, it flies <laughs> yeah, right out. He's got to get into Kenobi. Yeah. He's yeah. just like, screw it. Um, no, it was really cool. Um, I think it's funny how Reva captures Kenobi, but then leaves him inside with the doors closed. And then yeah. Vader's like, I'm doing it myself. And he's like, you know, Reva's like, oh, he's just inside. And Vader's like, I'm walking a lot to try and find this dude. Like, <laughs> like, wait, wait, there's a ship there. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I thought that was really, it was a really f- nice reveal i think because i actually thought that he like did it got him for a second oh yeah because i thought he was just gonna slaughter all these people in front of obi-wan and they were gonna have to hash it out again um yeah but then it was the reveal that the the last jedi reveal um we have this reva's assassination attempt on vader and that's where vader kind of reveals like i knew you've been planning this the whole time what do you think i'm stupid well, so, what, I think the line's so degrading too. Like, did you think I did not see it, youngling? Like, he right. just calls it right back to her. Um, yeah, I thought that whole sequence was really good, and I think it does even more to grow the the relationship, if if that's what you want to call it, between yeah. Vader and Reva for sure. I agree. Um, 
and I appreciate that they kind of go with it too because I I appreciate that the show is able to show Vader's slip ups without making him look stupid. Yeah, like he he's still very much able to be smart, and it's like he knew, like he. I bet you this whole time he's so consumed with hunting Kenobi, he also knew that this was when Reva was going to strike, so he needed to be ready about it. You know? Yeah. It it's not even just that. It's that like, it's not that he's stupid. It's that like sometimes his weaknesses cloud his judgment. He's emo- and, he's just emotional. <laughs> he's- right, and that's a lot different than just like. Why isn't Vader catching on to yeah. this simple thing? Like, it's not that. It's much bigger than that. And if you engage with what the show is trying to tell you, it, it will you yep. will know that. Um, but again, we get the... I just want to know this. I, I, I just want to know why um, why two Inquisitors can survive a, a, a lightsaber to the stomach, but Qui-Gon can't. It was a different time, you know. It was a different it was, time. Was, yeah, was, I guess lightsabers yeah. were were hotter back then. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe lightsabers. Yeah, ever like, since we switched to the fusion coils, they stopped <laughs> blowing up on the younglings when they were building them too. So, yeah, you're not gonna want that. You're not gonna um, want that. It's such a such a tiny little it's, baby. It's because they like got hit in the side rather than the middle where Qui Gon mm, was at. Well, wasn't Qui Gon hit like in the chest too? It was like middle of the belly. Oh, okay. That's what I, I thought. Okay. But uh, I think, you know, that's fine. We get the Grand Inquisitor reveal that he's back and he kind of just like taunts Reva the whole time. Uh, I love that. Hello. Right. <laughs> he's got the better hello line in this. Yeah. He's got the Rupert friend voice going on there. Um, and then we think that Reva's dead for a second and she kind of crawls off to the little communication device with a hologram on it that Kumail Nanjiani dropped and uh, she finds out that Vader has kids and uh, one of them's on tattooing wah, wah. <laughs> I remember after this episode came out a lot of articles were like is <laughs> Luke Skywalker die in episode 6 it's like okay let's yes let's use our brains <laughs> it's here it's bigger Luke in in the, new, in the original trilogy <laughs> it's Luke 2 in the original it's, trilogy it's Luke it's 2 U's and 2 U's yeah or 2K it's Luke um, but that's kind of how this episode ends and I was very like this was a perfect yeah. penultimate episode I think yeah. it does a great job at like here's where we're here's where we're at Starting the finale. Yeah. Um, the, this episode does a really good job at like, it felt very Star Wars. Like, and it's like its own little yeah. contained thing. And it's like, it's, it kind of leaves it off on a good little cliffhanger. And like, it's a good adventure. You know, it's, it's this good little experience you get to witness. Like tensions are high the whole time, but it's, it's expansive and it's storytelling. And yeah, it, I re, I do really like this episode. Me too. Yeah. It's, you're on your toes the entire time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and that kind of brings us to the finale. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, not a little bit, a lot of bit. What, what, what are your thoughts on any talk about this a little bit in the beginning, but what are some of your more in-depth thoughts of this finale and how do you think it ended the series? Um, I'm trying to think of its full pacing. It's, I, I feel like hot take, not a lot does really happen in this episode, mainly because like they let a lot of things simmer. Well, most of it's the fight. Yeah. And then the other half is 
Reva and Luke. Right. And I guess let's just kind of st- like split those and just talk about how we feel about each one. Let's sure. talk let's talk about Reva and and getting Luke. Uh I've always been uh a Baru Lars fan. Mm-hmm. Um but I am so gl- I'm I I said this earlier. This show does a really good job at highlighting the women in Star Wars that we already knew were great but had no like real um focus on that because every you know everything with Brea is in the Leia books and it's just kind of like she was a great woman they're always memories yeah. you know rather than seeing it in action in their day-to-day life and I'm so glad that we saw that with Baru as well you exactly. know it, yeah. it, 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 j- go ahead go ahead I was just gonna I was just gonna say how they make her such a strong presence yeah in this episode especially yeah. with being the one just like Owen is the one who's like, no, we got to run. We got to go. We can't be here. And she's like, we're enough. We can do this. We have the stuff. Really interesting seeing Owen being the one kind of quiet and put down by it because you can't every other instance of him. He's been uh, a very blunt force object. And I like knowing that the only person who can stop him is Baru. And it's good to know that Baru is on like Kenobi's side eventually, you know, like she's always, you know. He's his father's son, and that's what scares me. Um, what did you think about the fact that no one... Th- this was just one thing that I was like, eh, that's funny, is that at the beginning with Reva at that one market or whatever, she has her hood up, but n- no one notices her until she puts the hood down. Aren't you the lady that terrorized us like a week it's ago? Like, <laughs> weren't you just here like a week <laughs> yeah. ago like threatening to kill us if we it's didn't give up Kenobi? It's a different market. The, this, guy, this guy still has his hand. Yeah. Um, another Tatooine bit, I just thought this was really interesting and like fun to see, was young Luke and Owen at the that one part shop. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I appreciated seeing in the later scene too, like Owen and Luke's like, uh, Owen does a really, a really great job at, at being Luke's like dad you know it being yeah. like a dad not necessarily a father but but ultimately everything is because he loves him like a son because you know like he, he says that later like exactly and just like um i i think owen at the end of the day being just a, a blunt force object is just so caring um yeah yeah yeah. Well, because eventually Reva's like, you love that boy like he's your own, don't you? Like he's, he's like, he, he is, is my, my own. own. Yeah. And I, I think that also has a lot to do with, well, theme wise, I think it speaks a lot to themes of like, you know, found family and kind of, you know, choosing yeah. who you who you love. And I think that it also speaks to things like Ray and Ray Skywalker and that kind of thing. Like it's... It's about choosing your own Absolutely. path. And that is also a Absolutely. It, that is also a theme that comes with Reva at the end here, too. Um You're very right about that. I, I like I like that was a very good point you made. And just like knowing that even at ten years old, Luke probably noticed. I bet you in later life, you know, after Return of the Jedi, Luke probably thought a lot about just how Owen and Baru like knew and took care of him and raised yeah. him to be a good person not in the sense of be a good person because your dad's not but be a good person because it's right because it's the right thing to do yeah yeah and you know 
like we always say on this show, the main theme of Star Wars is it is the choices you make that determine what you like who you are. Yeah. And that is just time and time again that is prevalent in everything Star Wars. Um and they have yet to miss on that. Absolutely. But um again talking about more Reva and Luke stuff. Does does it sit right with you that Luke came in contact with an Inquisitor before he, you know, was introduced to the Force essentially in the Jedi? I think it's interesting. It's a it's a weird little culture shock for him to be like yeah. think about. Well, I bet you if he got the chance sitting around with like three PO one day and just being like, yeah, you know, one time there was someone who came. I bet you when he activated the lightsaber, he was like, oh, I've seen one of these, but it was red, you know. Um, which I think is really interesting to, it's a fun little like lore contrast of seeing like the high tech, like inquisitor of the empire. And, you know, there's this red laser sword and Luke's this dumb 10 year old farm boy kid, you know, mm-hmm. and he's poor and he lives in the desert and like, <laughs> he probably has no idea what anything around him is ever. Um, no, I, I thought it was interesting and like. He eventually gets caught, but props to Luke for also like thinking on the fly and just, you know, running when yeah, she's looking, looking for him in the canyon. Yeah. She's got to try and outwit him. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, ex- uh, what were you going to say? It's, it's usually Leia who can't be outwitted. So, right, you know, yeah. she's probably like, ah, oh, damn, at least one of these Skywalkers I can get. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's kind of the extent of like this whole Reva on Tatooine on, with the Lars Homestead. Yeah. Um, it's pretty straightforward, but let's get to the reason why we're all here. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about this whole Kenobi Vader showdown. Uh, we meet Kenobi again on this on this transport with all those refugees. Um, and again, he's got to leave to distract Vader because he's the reason why they're being followed still. Um, so he essentially has to convince everybody that it's okay that he leaves because Vader will follow. And he's right. Vader does follow with his big star destroyer to what is this planet calls that he goes to? Oh, called? I don't know. I don't know if they talk about it. I don't know if they do either. I'd be interested to let me see what that is. Let me um, do some research. It's like a kind of a really cool, almost exegoly kind of planet. Um, very foggy and stalactites and stalagmites and all that, whichever one is the one that goes up. Um, but there were so many moments and shots and frames in this sequence that I was like, man, I need that as a poster. Man, I need that as a poster. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That was super cool. Um, did this live up to the hype for you of being the rematch of the century that we were promised? Yes. Because it yep. showcased everything that I I needed it to showcase, and it still did it in its own creative way that um, I, w- I wasn't expecting it to be kind of out in the open. I guess I expected it to be like in a place, you know, and like yeah. that concept art kind of makes it feel like it's on Mustafar again. I wasn't necessarily thinking How cool they would. How would it have been if like Kenobi rolled up to Vader's it, castle? It would have been. See, I kind of was thinking that vibe is that like Kenobi was going to end up there, but I like that it was just some place. Like it's just, you know. Just some planet. Just yeah. some, some place really visually at. interesting planet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's a really cool fight. And I, I like how it starts out. Oh, I love how 
the the line callbacks you know are you here to destroy me obi-wan and i will do what i must and he does right. does yeah. the pose like that was super cool to see um and i i really like how well obi-wan like adapts to this fight is that he really does not let the fear blind him in this and and you know vader points it out he's like your strength has returned and you yeah, know essentially like your powers have returned and like this is a, this is the fight i wanted you know and yeah and he has like this really cool come to jesus moment essentially where he's essentially thinking about what he's doing this for and like yeah. why why he's here and he sees luke he sees you know, he sees Leia, he sees, he hears the voice of a young Anakin, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, and I think that that's how Obi-Wan ultimately bests Vader is that Vader's just trying to kill him. Obi-Wan's, yeah. Obi-Wan's got a plan for it all. And I think that that, this is where Vader's the, playing checkers. Obi-Wan's playing mm-hmm. chess, <laughs> but you know what? Vader plays dirty when he blocks him and he bends it over and then just punches Obi-Wan in the face. <laughs> The choreography was brilliant. It's, very, it's a very cool fight choreography. I, I definitely agree. Oh, and he just buries him in the rocks. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I honestly, I don't see a lot of people talking about it, but Obi-Wan, you know, using this moment and, and he's, he, all the quotes are coming to him and it's, you know, Vader and Anakin and he's, oh, he pushes all the rocks out. Very last, very last Jedi, you know, of mm-hmm. the, maybe the Jedi is just about lifting rocks. Honestly. Um, if, if there is a point where, you know, again, Vader clouded by his emotions, thinks he's got Kenobi and covers all Kenobi in rocks, walks away. Yeah. And that is another way that Kenobi, you know, he's resilient in in this part, I think, of his life. Uh, and yes. And, he, and, and when he finally pushes the rocks off, he knows that like. He can, if he gives it his absolute all, he can do it. And that's that this lightsaber fight that they have. Oh, I, also, I love that Vader just kind of notices it. Like he's like yeah. walking, he just stops. Wait a minute. They should have had the what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I I liked the little, they, they gave him like a little mini force jump out of the, yeah. out of the pile of rocks too. I was like, he cool. You know, like just one of those like giddy childish <sighs> when things. When he lifts the rocks with the saber, oh, he just man. starts pelting Vader. I thought, I think that that's, that is the big thing too, is that in this fight and in the new hope fight, he's just screwing with Vader. He just does it to yeah. toy with him because he knows that well, Vader's too he, emotional he, about it. He also knows Anakin's combat style so well because he is he is trained and fought with Anakin mm-hmm. from the majority of his life yes. not even just as a Jedi just his life so he knows every single decision Vader slash Anakin yeah. is going to make and, before it happens and um it I think it's that he knows that um Vader how do I want to word this he knows that Vader won't expect him at all to play dirty that Vader he he at this point he the flashback from the last episode he knows that Vader hasn't learned his lesson still yeah you exactly. know he's still still dealing with this issue and now is the one chance he has to really turn it on him and he starts playing dirty with him he he yeah. you know beats into his his breathing machine with his the, voice uh, box the, he like takes the uh, butt of his lightsaber and, and, and beats the, the spin voice turn box to slice the helmet um I knew we were gonna get that too. let's we, talk we, we talked about it. Let's talk about it because this yeah. is the moment that I keep thinking about. Me too. Um, is this is, is the moment that like 
when I think about something cool that could happen in an Obi-Wan show, this is it. It's this. And it's yeah. this conversation too. Exactly. Um, and I'll start off saying it looks so cool. Hayden looks great. He looks uh, so scary. The lights blending between yeah. um, uh, when it's it's uh, the blue light passing over when he says, you know, you're not my failure, Obi-Wan. And, you know, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, but then the I red did. taking yeah. back over. And I did. Uh, also, I have to admit this. I <clears throat> I love Vader for how he makes like people feel in his presence is that like the absolute just like idea of this like seven eight foot tall giant metal black figure dude just Mm -hmm. and then he talks to you and he's you know he's a strategist and he's a duelist and you're like what is this thing and he's he's so scary and i it's for me is he's so scary that he's cool this is one of the first instances that i was like that's scary that's creepy uh, uh, he, uh, the smile he gives after i did like chills me to my core just like thinking about yeah. it. it's the first time me personally seeing vader be like maniacally sadistic vader's sadistic we see that but this is like it felt like a crazy person in there whereas this whole time i've always kind of considered Vader being like calculated and like he's very logical and understands, but he's so conflicted with his own emotions. Whereas in this, it's like, he's just crazy, you know, like he's just like, I just want to kill things. And like, well, one thing that really got me to my core was knowing that this was the first time that they had seen each other with their own eyes since since that last moment in Revenge of the Sith. Absolutely. And the fact that the first thing that Kenobi says to him is, I'm sorry, and Anakin. It's, it's so honest, too. Yeah. yeah. It's literally, it's straight from his soul. Yeah, and like the tears in Kenobi's eyes and just like. It is what we needed. Um, so fantastic. The way this scene ends, too, really breaks me is how. Obi-Wan accepts it. He understands that like this is who Vader is. He I I think the the whole Darth thing calling him Love it. Uh it's just toying with him. It's just exactly. to mess with him. It's it's because he He's knows He's being condescending. Yes. And and when he leaves, I I saw some things talking about how when he leaves it's Anakin yelling Obi-Wan. It's not Vader. It's Anakin exactly. because Obi-Wan's leaving again. You know, he's just heartbroken of the sense of it is that now truly everybody has lost hope in him. Well, he's also heartbroken that he can't kill him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. Um, but no, the distorted like blend of the voice and Hayden. I thought and that was insanely scream, cool. Screaming Obi-Wan like, yeah, yeah. I, I will think about that scene for a long time. Yeah. Um, and just the whole then my friend is truly dead yeah line really got me very uh reminiscent of when ahsoka invader fight in yeah. years to come she's you know then my master is truly you know then i must avenge my master and exactly because vader is a master at just turning everybody I, against him i think it's interesting too that um <clears throat> Obviously, they didn't know when they wrote it, but I think it's kind of funny that when Vader and Ahsoka meet, they don't talk about Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I almost wonder is like, I I actually would think until Ahsoka meets Luke, she would assume Obi-Wan to be dead since 66. She has no idea, you know, that he's he's yeah. he's been alive for at least 18 years. Um, well, at most 18 years, but you know, it depends wonder, on what you kind of force ghost. I wonder if they would have crossed paths at all 
In those I, I think spheres. that's a big enough thing so. that that the fact that we haven't seen it says no. Yeah. So crazy. Um, I'm on Riva's redemption in. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. Like, what do you what do you kind of expect from it? What do you think? What What do they say? She's like, I don't know what to do. Right. Well, it's the fact that she's like, I couldn't do it. Uh huh. And he's you like, know, No, it's because of him. And he he says he says you haven't failed them you've honored them by yeah. not to like you you are making the choice not and you have chosen not to be the person to their level that you think you are to exactly get back yeah and again i'm gonna say it again has a lot to do with the themes of choice yeah. and the themes of you know you you are able to choose your path if you really want to and this is a perfect example of that and I don't know. I wouldn't say this is a redemption no, because she hasn't redeemed herself by not killing it's somebody. It's an adaption. You know? She is adapted yeah. to her, her life now. And she gives up being the inquisitor because it, it's, it's not what the inquisitors are doing, but it's like her purpose of it all doesn't matter anymore. You know, she is in the first stage of grief. Yes. After becoming an inquisitor, she is yes. in the, you know, the, what, what is the first stage of grief? Anger, denial. I don't know. I don't. I don't grieve. I think Good no. Grief. She's Persi- not in the first persistent. state to grieve. Persistent. I, I think oh wait, she's in like the. <laughs> it's denial. Denial. It, anger, she's in like the denial. Anger. Bargaining. She like experiences acceptance. all of this in like this the entire last two scene. episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, but uh, yeah. I thought this moment that she has with Obi Wan is really good because it almost seems like she gets a sense of comfort with Obi-Wan in a weird way. Well, I, of I, like, I agree with you that were, because you know, she was, he, he was a Jedi master. Yes. And I, I, I'm she sorry, was I wasn't going to like full on it. I was just uh, going to say that you see that when he stands up and he offers her his hand and she yeah. takes it, you know, even just as subtle of, of just letting him help you up. You know, it's, I, I hope that, uh, I hope, I kind of hope they stay connected, you know? Like, I hope that we see more if we do. I doubt it, but because, you know, Reva just hasn't been on Kenobi's good side, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, that's the that's the, the Jedi way is to, you know, forgive and forget. Yeah. And I think that that's what Kenobi plans on doing here. Um, let's talk about Vader's castle in old Palps. I have some qualms here, though. You have qualms? What about... So this is totally petty and something that anybody else wouldn't have noticed. And I, it's not about the conversation they have or anything like that, because I, I love that whole conversation of like the reason why, um, the reason why Kenobi, Vader's no longer hunting Kenobi is because the emperor was like, are you sure you actually um, want to do this? Because yeah. we can put a stop to this real quick. He's like, okay, then consider Kenobi forgotten. But my thing here is that they did not match the look of of Palpatine from to either episode three or anything we've seen except for like Rise of Skywalker at all. If you look at Palpatine in, in Revenge of the Sith versus this, he does. He look has different. None, He does not have the dark like, uh, like, like rings around his jowls. eyes. He has like black lipstick well, on for some reason. Uh, I think the black lips is a callback to something. I don't know what then, because that seemed like I was like, oh, that's just that's just Ian McDiarmid 
with a hood he, on. With I think black he's lipstick. got black lips in the original trilogy. It's just they've kind I don't, of. No, he doesn't. I looked not it like, up. Not like that. Okay. No, he does not have like straight up goth black lips and anything else besides maybe the Rise of Skywalker. <sighs> Animated? Does he have? No. Then I don't know. That was one thing I was like, yeah, that's cool that we see Ian and like as Palpatine. Like that's really neat. Like that's nothing that I'm like, oh, why didn't they do this? It was just one thing I noticed. I was like, it's kind of obvious. They just kind of noticed it. Like I, I would have believed it a lot more if they would have made an it made more of an attempt to yeah, really match his look from at least Revenge of the Sith. That's what I'm gonna say. It's kind of obvious that they just kind of threw him in a garb and was just like, exactly. Let's they had him for an hour and they were yeah. like, you know, let's just get you in here and get this this shot. Um, which is fine, well, you know, whatever. You know, what's funny is I actually want to talk about purpose. this, this scene too. And what they're saying is I think it's interesting that what Palpatine is saying is very, um, direct and, uh, threatening, but the way he says it is very calming. He's, yeah. he is appealing to that Anakin side of, you know, you're my friend, like the whole thing he did to, <laughs> do you want anything from Jack in the box? Well, literally it's like the whole thing he did to coax Vader in it. But by this point, Vader knows that he eventually tricked him, you know, mm-hmm. is that he's just kind of agreed to, you know, be a servant for it, that I think it's interesting that Palpatine's still able to kind of rope him in and trick him out with it. Um, yeah, I think that whole dynamic is encapsulated really well and just in this short little scene. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. And just kind of seeing Vader chill in his little office in his castle. Love it. Love his always, throne. I always love to see that. Um, um, let's talk about Kenobi um, on Alderaan. With the visits super cool super Bale nice I'm, I'm glad that he was able to have a nice little like closing moment with leia um you and i i saw a tweet the other day that i realized this is their last moment together exactly like, and the reason why the whole a new hope line of the hologram message of help me help me it'll be one you're my only hope blah 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 and she she's so formal with it as if like she doesn't know him is because of this conversation she has with him of I know that we've had all this fun and that like I rescued you and we're buds now, but no one can know that because it'll endanger right. us both. Right. And you, you know, have to keep up with the facade of like, exactly. So she has to kind of for the rest of her days when she's, you know, before she calls out to him, essentially pretend like she, None of this know, happened. she doesn't yeah. know Kenobi. Kenobi doesn't even exist. And I, I would go to say that this moment exactly like this is when Bale and Brea probably brought Leia into the rebellion. We're just yeah, like, exactly. all right, like you, you're kind of like without uh, forcibly out of our control. Um, I love that she makes him laugh. Sorry, that was a side. I'm still playing. She when I think you need sleep. I love that she makes yeah. Obi-Wan laugh. Like exactly. I We've love, never seen him laugh like that. I love that a Skywalker can make him laugh too. I know. Um, but I think that yeah, uh Bale and Brea were just like, all right, like <laughs> pull Look at our op- little open the curtain and are just like, you know, do you want to be a little spy for us now? And yeah, because even in Rebels and Rebels, it's she's like 15, 16 in it. You know, it's not too long after this. Yeah. Um, I and just, she's doing missions on her own and going right. you know, doing stuff. And I just adore the relationship between Bale and Leia. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I good. Love Jimmy Smith's. I love Jimmy Smith's. I know. So Put Jimmy much. Smith's in he's gonna it, be in he's gotta be an Andor, right? Oh, for sure. With with yeah. uh Mon Mothma, I bet exactly. you I bet you he'll be in more with the Mon Mothma scenes. Like that's yeah, where I really he'll, hope so. Coruscant Dude, scenes. In two months? What the heck? It's gonna be two good. Two freaking months? 
Yeah, crazy, bro. crazy. Um, so that scene's down. We're back at the Kenobi cave and uh, he's packing I, up. I do want to say my final note on this scene is oh, yeah, the, the traits he says to Leia about her parents, oh, I think is, yeah. is a very really good touching. thing for Leia to hear at this point. Yeah. Um, so props he, to Obi-Wan. He doesn't need to be like your parent. Your parents were Darth Vader and Padme yeah, Amidala. He's just like. It was just, these, I knew them and these were the qualities they had. That's what she needed. strongest attributes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I yeah. love that. Anyway, let's, let's go to moving out of the Kenobi cave. He's got the OG garb He's got on. The fit. I was like, dude. I dig the like vest robe. I don't know where dude, he gets that's it. That's the Hot Toys figure. Oh, hell yeah. That's straight up, you know, like that, that. F- fan hot toy yeah, figure. Yeah, he's got the pack. Oh, yeah, you are He's got right. the goggles hanging yeah, down. Yeah, they yeah. straight up, they straight like, up they ripped just did the hot that toy outfit. figure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought they would too. I was like, they, they did it uh, with the goggles hanging down and like the backpacks and all the stuff. He's got the lightsaber on his hip. Like, Yeah, it's, I thought that was really cool. And then we get the moment. He visits the <laughs> Lars homestead. You want to meet him? Uh, Hello there. I want to say real quick. Before, I'm so sorry. I, I'm like uh, concurrent as we're going. He leaves the cave, but they don't really insinuate that he's just kind of moving down the block. <laughs> like he goes. Yeah. To, he goes to Owen with kind of the assumption talking to him like he's going to leave and back off and I'm just going to do my own thing. But really, he's just moving neighborhoods like he just found an actual crib. I mean, I wonder if he built it. Oh, he may have. Kenobi season two. It's just like it's home improvement. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, back at it again with another uh-huh. vlog. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, what did you think of the the big long awaited hello there reveal? Real talk. I didn't like it. Really? I didn't like it because I knew Hayden or not Hayden, Ewan doesn't like doing it. I didn't yeah. it, it is one of the only lines in this that feels really forced. And like literally he walks up, the music swells and he does a the nod, hello there. Like it's this it felt too like forced. I of can it. tell you why it felt weird. Because he said hello there. And they wait. They waited a beat for applause to cut away yeah, to the next scene. That's literally. why it feels so weird and because just, because he's he, he walks up. They take a really long time for him because like, he like awkwardly awkwardly walks up to Luke staring at him. Yeah, yeah. And they really they really hold on that. So you're kind of like on like leaning in on the edge of your seat. Just a weird. Yeah. It was literally a scene, a moment that was meant for some people to see in a theater and yeah. cheer. Once that happens, because there were a few like I think there were a few screenings of the the finale too. But I but it was definitely one of those moments that were manufactured to be, you know, a cheer moment. I, I think it's funny sure. that this is the moment that feels off about it, but it's nothing else that they do feels like literally the next moment after this scene. You're back in it, yeah, does, it's nothing that ruins it anything. It doesn't yeah. feel as forced with you know that reveal and that character and um. Yeah, let's talk about the last shot of this of this show. Yeah. Like, how do you feel the Qui-Gon reveal was <laughs> kind of like a, not an offhand joke, but how do you feel that like, this is what the Qui-Gon reveal was? I thought it's fine. I think you it's know, fine. Be, because one thing is I think they would have used Qui-Gon a lot more, but I feel like they... It seems to me they probably had a little harder of a time getting Liam Neeson than they thought they would. Probably. Um, I think, though, um, I I really like this scene that it is. I really like seeing um, Qui-Gon be kind of goofy because he's not like that at all in Phantom Menace. But we know he is. You know, we know that he is a 
um, un- untraditional and, and, you know, him and Obi-Wan had a really good like relationship and could quip with each other. And I like seeing that it was just as natural when he comes back. I wish the Qui-Gon scene was during Obi-Wan learning his lesson. I'm glad Obi-Wan yep. learned it on his own, but I, I think that it really could have been an impactful scene if Qui-Gon was the one to at least suggest and hint at it because Qui-Gon stays with him, you know? Well, I was going to say, but isn't it so Qui-Gon to be like... To let him do it? He he, he can get through this, and yeah. he does. Yeah, you and are he right. proves himself right. So I, I feel like I love that the... The, this interaction was I was with you the whole time yeah but I was you, beginning you to think you, you weren't coming didn't need me <laughs> yeah like, you, you didn't need me when you thought you did you you have yourself and I think that's a really important lesson for you know for Obi-Wan to learn not even learn just kind of be, be reinforced with yeah you know? absolutely um, and I, I thought this this was just a cute little you know fun reveal at the end it's Qui-Gon. a it's a great ending like it's a nice yeah. you're like oh yay you're like oh and they kind of cool. walk off into the yeah. sunset together everybody can enjoy it everybody knows who it is you know exactly and i i thought it was extremely earned and well done because you know he's calling out to qui-gon the entire series and he's just not yeah. coming well um, what does he say in the beginning of this episode when he's sitting in the room holding his lightsaber i'll, I'll skip to real quick he says something to out he, to qui-gon right he he's something something along the lines of like i need like to a, face him really, master or something he's like, yeah um i'll tell you in just a second i'm so sorry this is a little farther in the episode than i expected it to be oh 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 over here yeah what does he say oh maybe this isn't it okay i'm not gonna search this whole time he says something that's calling out to his master but it's you know a nice little moment it's right before he leaves i don't know why i can't that's when i thought that that the qui-gon reveal was gonna happen um yeah i i also agree like that's oh he says i have to face a master so I was right. Yeah, you are right. Wow, that was um, sorry. That was too long. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Uh, but yeah, the the fact that they held out until the last scene of the entire show for Qui Gon, yeah, is fine because I didn't need there to be. I need. I didn't need this to be the the, the Obi Wan and Qui Gon buddy cop show. You know, I just needed. Yeah. I, I just had a. I just wanted to see Liam Neeson as Qui Gon again, and we got that. And I think that they delivered on that for me, at least. Um, and you know, it just it leaves you feeling happy at the end of this, at the end of the show and end of the series. Um, but yeah, I think great ending, great series. Um, do you have anything, any final thoughts here about this episode before we get into our series uh, recap review? I'm glad this show is what it was. That yeah. ultimately, this is what I wanted. Um, I think so too. And I, um, I had fun with it. It was able to um, do the detailing and, and put enough filler in it that it wasn't, you know, boring or overbearing with one or the other. And um, I think ultimately the first half of this is not as good as the second half. Um, not that it's bad, but it's like you can like this show just just goes up, you know? Yeah, it, it's a it's something that you definitely it deserves to be to be watched as a whole yeah it's not something that you can look at episode it really, it by episode really do just be like a six seven hour movie you know exactly yeah um, i think um one thing that 
really excited me was bringing the the whole Leia conflict into it. Yeah. Because for those who have listened to this podcast since the beginning, I always talked about my concern with getting Kenobi off planet if he's yes. trying to watch Luke this whole time. And they gave such a good explanation as to why he could leave um, and be in contact with Vader. Because and that was another thing I was worried about explaining was, you know, this whole battle in A New Hope was supposed to be their first reunion since, you know, their fallout. Yeah. And I'm glad that they also found a way to, you know, allow us to see Ewan's Kenobi and Hayden's Vader on screen together again in a way that doesn't feel like it was forced Absolutely. because the fans wanted it. They actually Absolutely. found a way to make it feel really genuine and really like, you know, it, it further develops the lore of, yeah. of the saga. I think just makes that scene in a new hope just so much more impactful. Exactly. It does. I don't, I wouldn't say it, it improves a new hope because the a new hope no, doesn't, no, doesn't it, need improving. But I think it definitely like it makes you think when you watch New Hope. It, now. it makes it more endearing, like lore wise. Right. It's just kind of like, oh hey, yeah. Guess what? Be that like, line oh, means that's this. a little fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's that's really fun. And obviously, George wasn't thinking about any of that kind of stuff when yeah, he, was, absolutely. he was making the movie. George is like, what's a Riva? I just wanted to do Wizards in Space. I don't know what this. Yeah. Uh, George Lucas. Uh, yeah, that's my George impression. But yeah, overall, man, I mean, I was extremely pleasantly surprised by the show in in a really good way because yeah. I was expecting good and we got great. Yeah. So, um, really happy, and I'm I'm hoping we get to see Ewan as Kenobi sometime in the future as well. That would be super super cool. It'd be cool. But well, that's something I need, but it'd be really cool to see. I'm very content this being it. Yeah, I think it was a great send off for you and if if this is truly the last thing he does. And Just redo a new I'm, hope. Just make it all again with you and you know, I, I am also extremely glad Hayden got another chance at Anakin given what he went through with the prequels and and, and really knocked it out. They were able to like going back to the, that Clone Wars. It's like it was only the the Anakin that Hayden played. You know, right. it was never whatever, you know, with Matt Lanter. And um, I think he did a great job at it. Absolutely. That's another thing that that does make sense of, as to why they wouldn't have live action Hayden in like the Clone Wars armor during the Clone Wars show. Because that's I feel not like his interpretation of that character. That's not his interpretation. Exactly. And the fact that they went to something that one, we recognize is like, okay, yes, this is the Anakin of this time. And, and, and two, it was new. Also still respecting Matt Lanter's interpretation yes. of the character during a different era. Yeah. Really. Yeah. That, that makes me appreciate that even more. So. Very groovy. Well, cool. That was it. That was my most anticipated Star Wars thing. You're done um, for the past two years. <laughs> you can stop watching now. <laughs> yeah. On to the next thing, I guess. Um, I'm, I'm quite excited for Andor. Uh, I am too. Seeing that trailer really made me yeah. interested in it. Um, Andor, um, keep my eye on, I think Acolyte is the next, the next one for me. I think it's next, the next one. Not, not like the next one, but like no, the no, next, like, I think, um, it's either Acolyte or Ahsoka. Kind of anticipated. Kind of hype for Bad Batch season two. Real. Talk. I know. I'm gonna. I'm excited for that. I kind of am. I can't wait to bring back the back the Batch report. I know. 
Um, so, well, cool. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting, exciting things happening in the Star Wars world over here at Three Imperial Eyes. Um, if you didn't know, which, which you probably don't because we're kind of announcing this now, we're not going to be doing news as much as we have been. It's no longer going to be like a for sure once a week thing. It's just going to kind of be a thing where when there's some big news to talk about, we'll hop on and discuss it for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Same thing we usually do, but it just won't be as often because um, not it just, a lot happening. Not a lot, not not a lot happening, and it just uh, sometimes it is hard to whenever you have, whenever you're not podcasting full time, it's hard to put aside x amount of time to podcast every week. So, do what we can, having a lot of fun doing this and talking about Star Wars with you all. Um, but I think we'll get out of your hair for now. If you'd like to follow us on anywhere on the social media, you can always do that at Through Imperial Eyes on uh, YouTube, Imperial Eyes Pod on the Instagram no that's the Twitters and then the Instagrams is of course through Imperial Eyes pod um, Jackson where can they find you you can find me on Twitter uh, you can find me on Twitter I'm at Quacks and Scaling that's Q-U-A-C-K-S-O-N and Scaling like the triangle and then I was also on an episode of Cinema Shakedown which is our buddies Jordan and Kyle's podcast about movies and we talked about Lightyear if you want to go check that out um, I seem to be the only person who enjoyed it um yeah, they don't like anything though. They, so. don't, they, they don't. You know what's funny is, like, my girlfriend Alexis says it too. Is like they're just very critical. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, like, meh, oh well. It's like, like, do they like movies? I they don't know. Ha- they, anyway. they have opinions. <laughs> you know, people have <laughs> yeah. opinions. Yeah. Um, well, very cool. Uh, I have not seen Lightyear yet, but I've been very. It's fun. Um, it's it's very interstellar. If that's like your vibe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of it's right. it, take that you know you take that. There's a lot of things that I have a mixed bag with it, but you know you can listen to that podcast if you're interested in it. Yeah, I, I'll see the movie first. I'm going to yeah. see. A couple of, I, I want. There's a couple of movies I want to see this weekend, but I think we decided on either seeing Elvis or The Black Phone. I've heard Elvis is like spectacular. Yeah, I've heard that too. So anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to find me anywhere on the social media, you can always do that on my Instagram at Braden Ledbetter, on my Twits over there on the Twitters at Braydathlon, and uh, see what I'm watching, see what I'm reviewing on Letterboxd. I got some movies to watch at B Ledbetter, and uh, see what I'm doing over there at my day job at Vat19 on YouTube. I was just in an episode of Break It to Make It, making some Star Wars references and breaking up Baby Yoda. So check that out for sure. Uh, tell tell them uh, in the comments that through Imperial I sent you over at VAT19 on YouTube. Um, but other than that, uh, it really helps out the podcast if you would subscribe, uh, rate, review, anything you can do on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever you got. I don't know. Google Podcasts, um, your Apple iPod Generation 1. Google has a podcast. Yeah, we're on Google Podcasts. Didn't you know that? Oh. Yeah, we're on the Google Podcast. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and until next time, we'll be talking about some more Star Wars news at some point. We'll be talking about Andor. We're talking about a bunch of fun stuff happening. May the Force be with you. <laughs>